a revolutionary baby monitor is born. I want to introduce you to a brand new baby monitor, Massimo Stork. Massimo Stork Baby Monitor tracks health indicators so you can get to know your baby better. Track your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and skin temperature with the high-resolution video and clear two-way audio from the Stork app. While Massimo Stork Baby Monitor is new, Massimo Signal Extraction Technology, or SET to be exact, has been trusted in hospitals for over 25 years. In fact, 9 out of 10 top U.S. hospitals, as ranked in the 2022-2023 U.S. News & World Report, uses Massimo SET as their primary pulse oximetry technology. Now, this technology is available for families at home, empowering confident parenting. Go to Massimo Stork to learn more. Please remember, Mosmo Stork is not meant to be used as a medical device. Hi, everyone. I'm Deb Flaschenberg. Welcome to Yoga Birth Babies, a podcast produced by Prenatal Yoga Center. We will be diving into everything prenatal yoga, birth, and baby-related, hoping to inspire, educate, and empower you through your journey into motherhood. Thank you for listening. Hi, I'm Deb Blaschenberg. I'm your host for Yoga Birth Babies. And today we have a community birth story, not just any community birth story, but as I was originally reading the email from Cindy Walters, that is our wonderful community member, I had a moment that I have not had ever while reading a birth story from one of our community members. And I've been doing this for almost 20 years. As Cindy was saying, it was going well until it wasn't. Now, she and baby are absolutely fine, but there was a surprise, a wow factor that made my jaw drop and went, what? So I immediately reached out to Cindy to see how she was doing and to see if she'd come on and talk about this very unusual birth story. So here she is. She's talking about how things chugged along, and how things took a turn, an unexpected turn. Again, she and baby are fine, but it was definitely a curveball that nobody was expecting. Now, before we get to that conversation, I have been hearing from people very concerned about what are we going to do now that we're slowly opening the studio. First of all, I am so excited, also kind of scared, about how we're going to navigate opening the studio. But we're going to continue our online classes. It's been such an amazing community to continue this. And what I've also realized, we have a lot of second-time parents coming back that have moved away from New York that have expressed how grateful they are. They can still be part of the community because we're online. And for many of them, it's actually a little easier because they have their other child at home or somewhere that they might not be able to be away for a 90-minute class. But now that we can do it online, they can. We even had a student just this morning talking about how it had been a couple of tough weeks for her, but all she wanted this morning really was not just the practice, but to be a part of the community and just be with the other students. And I thought that was really special. So everything's going to continue online. We're going to start to modify the schedule that some will be hybrid, some will be just online, some few classes might just be in studio, but we got you covered. We're here. We're here to stay. 
I have also been having people ask me about what they can do on their own between classes when they might still have some aches and pains. So I have a free downloadable, five simple solutions to the most common pregnancy pains. So if you go to our website, prenatalyogacenter.com, you can download that. It's a little cheat sheet that you can use between classes. So check that out. Why not enjoy that? Have that at your ready. So we're also talking about what are we going to do now that we're opening the studio with our teacher training. So for the rest of 2021, we have two online teacher trainings. As we move forward into 2022, we're going to see what Yoga Alliance allows us to do in terms of being online. So if you're thinking about taking the training and you don't want to have to deal with the traveling and the expense, make sure you check out our upcoming teacher trainings. Again, you can check that also on our website, prenatalyogacenter.com. And then the last thing I want to say is a big, huge thank you to those that have been leaving rating and reviews for those to find our podcast. So we've had some wonderful reviews recently on Apple podcast. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you to those that have done that. And if you haven't just take a moment, if you wouldn't mind, leave your rating, your review, it just helps people find us. And again, I just appreciate listenership and for being part of our community. Okay. We're going to take a super quick break and we come back. Please enjoy Cindy's amazing story. A revolutionary baby monitor is born. I want to introduce you to a brand new baby monitor, Massimo Stork. Massimo Stork Baby Monitor tracks health indicators so you can get to know your baby better. Track your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and skin temperature with the high-resolution video and clear two-way audio from the Stork app. While Massimo Stork Baby Monitor is new, Massimo Signal Extraction Technology, or SET to be exact, has been trusted in hospitals for over 25 years. In fact, 9 out of 10 top U.S. hospitals, as ranked in the 2022-2023 U.S. News & World Report, uses Massimo SET as their primary pulse oximetry technology. Now, this technology is available for families at home, empowering confident parenting. Go to Massimo Stork to learn more. Please remember, Mosmo Stork is not meant to be used as a medical device. Hi, Cindy. How are you? I'm doing well, Deb. Thanks. How are you? I'm I'm actually well, but I'm so excited to speak with you. So we're not going to give the, what do we call it, a twist away about mm-hmm. your birth story. But I will say, first of all, I'm super excited to hear it. I have been working with the perinatal population for almost 20 years, and I was reading your story that you emailed back. I was so excited to hear from you. And there was a moment that my jaw dropped and I'm like, what? So, <laughs> and so then I thought, wow, okay. I think those were like, I was literally I'm like, wow, okay. Okay. <laughs> really? Okay. So <laughs> it's, it's unique and I'm excited for you to share it. I'm also excited to kind of hear how you're doing with everything. So, but before we get to that, oh, suspense, suspense. <laughs> I'd love to hear a little bit. Just tell me a little bit about yourself to the community, a little bit about yourself. Sure. So, um, being that you are a yoga teacher, I guess I'll start with, I've been doing yoga for many years, um, probably about 10. And I, especially pre pandemic was into hot yoga. Um, so that's, you know, one of my passions, but, um, I've been married for six years. My wonderful husband, Tom, this is our first baby. So quite an exciting, uh, story for the first, I guess, if you will. Um, 
I'm a twin, which is a kind of a fun fact. Um, Jersey girl, been here my whole life, born and raised. Um, and I, as far as my, my career right now, I work at a, at a Danish pharmaceutical company, um, that focuses on medical dermatology and I've been there for about five years. And, uh, that's really, that's really it about me. Well, I think it's great. Thank you. And you started coming (laughs) to PYC pretty early-ish in your pregnancy, if I remember correctly. Yes. I, well, um, so what happened was the pandemic hit and obviously all the yoga studios closed. So, mm-hmm. um, I kind of stopped doing yoga and, um, we were trying to get pregnant and, um, it, I guess I was pregnant. I found out I was pregnant in July and what all I was really doing was going for walks, which I thought, uh, this isn't really great exercise. You know, I wish I was doing yoga back in the studio and, virtual yoga, I couldn't, I couldn't get, take a liking to it. Um, but then when I got pregnant, I said, you know what, I really have to, to do something. And I searched and searched and I came across you guys and so thankful because, um, I was a little hesitant. And that first class, I was probably, uh, 20 something weeks. So in the middle, in the middle. Yeah. And, um, I, I turned on the class and I was like, this is awesome. Everyone has their videos on. This is a beautiful community of all, you know, pregnant people. Um, I can get down with this because the other virtual yoga classes I was doing just, I don't know, it didn't feel the same. Um, so I felt really good. Um, We're we're a chatty group. You know, we start with our circle time. I think that helps break (laughs) the ice for some people. Yeah, it was quite a different experience. Uh, so, um, I'm thankful to have found you guys, to say the very least. Oh, well, um, I, it was great having you in the community. You always showed up pretty happy, even when you're like, my SI joint is killing. <laughs> you're still, <laughs> there is still like a smile on your face. Like, but I'm here. Let's do it. I know. I know. Right. And that SI, that SI can be tricky, especially in pregnancy, which I know now very well. Um, yeah, you but do. I'm happy to report that it's not hurting me now post-pregnancy. So that's, good. that's a relief. Yeah. Get that baby out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Balancing really. a little better. <laughs> so I'm curious, as I got to know you through class, I started to hear a little bit about how you envisioned your birth and the team you assembled. Do you mind sharing a little bit about your thought process about how you wanted, what direction you wanted to take your birth and how you assembled your birth team? Sure. Well, um, I never really thought about it pre being pre becoming pregnant. Um, but I, I, my sister-in-law kind of inspired me hearing both of her stories. She has two beautiful girls and, um, she approached it in a very natural way. She actually had two water births, um, which was a little intimidating to me, to be completely honest uh, with you. Um, but from hearing those stories, I thought I want to do that too. Unmedicated, um, you know, I don't know about the water birth so much, but I, I want to labor. I want to feel it. I, I feel like it's just something I would like to experience. Um, and actually, later, I then spoke with my grandmother, who's um, I'm of Cuban descent. Um, and um, my grandma was telling me, which is kind of frightening, but um, her birth story, where back in the day, uh, you birthed alone. And, uh, even your husband wasn't allowed to be there, but she's like, I did it. You know, your aunt was nine pounds. Your mom was eight pounds. And I said, no, no medicine or anything. And she pretty much laughed at me. 
and, um, and said, no. Um, and so I thought, I kind of want to, I kind of want to give this a whirl. You know, I feel like it's healthy. Um, and if they can do it, so can I. Um, and then as far as my, my birth team, I kind of was thrown for a loop right in the middle of my pregnancy in this regard as well, because I had an OB that I was seeing for 15 years, you know, my first OB ever, I followed her to three different practices. Um, I got a call from the office saying, come December 1st, uh, unfortunately your doctor is no longer going to be seeing obstetrics patients. And my heart sank. And I was like, wait, what, what does that mean? And she said, you know, we'll, we'll refer you to, to other physicians in the group and blah, blah, blah. And I know when you see physicians, of, you know, a practice with multiple physicians, you may not get that one physician that you like for the day of your birth anyhow, but the prenatal care, I thought, you know, we have a great rapport. She knows me for all this time. Um, so anyway, that was kind of like, oh, my goodness. So I, I went to see another one of the physicians and because of COVID, I couldn't have my husband there with me. Uh, never met this physician ever. And, um, I, I had teamed up with a doula at this point and, um, she advised me, I, I reached out to her and she said, assemble questions and interview the person. Cause you've never met them. You know, what do you want for your birth? Uh, ask them anything and they should be willing and able to answer the questions for you. So I did just that. And my one question was, um, cause I wanted a hospital birth. Uh, I just felt more comfortable, um, in that setting. And I said, what, um, what other positions can I labor in? You know, like I have SI issues. I don't really feel comfortable laboring on my back. Um, and the response was, Oh, we can talk about that. You know, when you're in labor, <laughs> And I was like, uh, really interesting. Um, and it was kind of, I felt very rushed, so I wasn't thrilled. And ultimately what I ended up doing was I, I left that, that, um, appointment and I was crying. I was very upset. Um, and I said to my husband, I don't feel comfortable moving forward with this practice. And he said, well, let's do something about that. So we switched gears. Uh, my sister-in-law used uh, a midwifery practice, and I ended up going with them. And my first visit was literally a complete different experience. Uh, I think we sat for 40 minutes and chatted. Um, the midwife I had seen the first time was um, she had twins. I'm a twin. We connected there. Um, she was just very... It was like I was talking to my friend mm -hmm. that I had known for years. Um, so being my first pregnancy, I was like, wow, this is this is the feeling that I wanted to get and have and feel like I could have asked her anything and she would have taken the time to, you know, answer the question. So as far as the birth team, um, we ended up with a midwife practice and I felt um, I felt supported certainly more so than, um, than prior. And that was, you know, a difficult thing for me. And then that's when I, I fell back on my doula who, um, Renee, she's fantastic. Um, I had been working with her about a month, two months prior to that having happened. And, um, she was just there. She was very supportive. Had it not been for her and for the support of my husband, I don't know if I would have been able to make that transition because mm. 
ultimately the transition happened around 30 weeks, which 30 weeks, you're pretty, that can be you're far along. Yeah. 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 And also too, I had the support of you guys in the community because so many people come together and they talk about their experiences and um, what they're struggling with week to week. And I was like, okay, you know, I, I feel supported. I don't feel alone um, in this decision. So mm. that's how the birth team came together. Um, you know, I don't think I knew that. I don't think I, I, I actually do remember you saying that you're, I do remember saying that your doctor is no longer practicing <laughs> that. Mm-hmm. I remember something like that's unfortunate, but I didn't, yeah. I don't remember hearing, or you might've said, and I apologize if I forgot that there was a, an interview where you didn't feel the question is what you need. And I get that. I remember I interviewed midwives and I had some questions that I needed a certain answer to move forward with them. And when you don't get it, like something in your guts, like that's, that's not okay. Like this is not going to work mm-hmm. out. So I'm glad yeah. that you had that chance to do that. Yeah, me too. I think I probably, that day I probably showed up to class and I was like, let me not talk about this because that's very negative. So I'm going to stay positive. <laughs> so it's probably not you forgetting, trust me. <laughs> well, I'm so glad that you had that opportunity. So I'm knowing how most midwives work, they often want you to look at all opportunities that can happen. All I call it birth plan A, B, C, D. So did they talk to you about looking at deviations of your birth preferences? And if they did, how did you prepare for those deviations? I would say the conversation came up not so formally. Um, you know, it was, it was basically like, I would, I would say, you know, well, this is my plan. And they kind of said, um, I just want you to be aware that you can't, you can plan as much as you want, but in the end, you can't really control it. And Mm -hmm. I would laugh and we would laugh. And, (laughs) um, and then I remember the one class that we had, we had a a lot of control conversations. (laughs) Oh yeah, certainly. And you had mentioned, don't skip the chapter on cesarean birth. And it was funny because I, I was, I was getting there and I was like, eh, I don't really want to read about this, but I'm a cesarean baby. So I was like, I'm interested in, you know, how things are now. And, and I've never had a baby before. So why not? And Deb said, don't skip that chapter. So <laughs> don't skip that chapter. <laughs> um, so the midwives were, were just supportive of really anything and just would answer any questions. I had questions about epidurals and I, you know, I said, honestly, I fear them. So they gave me some, um, advice on that and basically not to be afraid, but also supported my decision of not wanting to have one, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I didn't feel pressured into making that sort of choice. But as far as additional deviations, um, I just felt supported with the midwives. And I thought to myself, I'm the one probably holding myself back. Um, so I would say I had to let go of the control and ultimately realize you want this birth. You've, you've done all the research, you've, you know, done spinning babies, you've done yoga, you've done all these things, but at the end of the day, you're not in control. That's Um, absolutely right. And, and what you're really speaking to makes so much sense that if you trust your team, that they know what you ultimately want, they're going to do what they can to help you have it. And then sometimes things zig and zag. And if the trust is there, you don't have to go in the defense of, oh, you know, I don't want this. So I got to keep an eye that we're not going to go down that road. Because if you trust they're going to support you and they have your best interest in that sense of really respecting your choices, you don't have to, like, you can be in your 
Birthland. You don't have to think of the bigger picture. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a quick break and when we come back, I want to dig into your birth story. It's, it's fascinating. (laughs) Okay. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, Cindy, take it away. I'm just going to sit here as if I had some popcorn and enjoy a movie. Go. All right, I'm going to close my eyes and relive that whole entire. You don't have to relive the whole. Well, true. It was about I want to say all in all, sixteen, fourteen hours, something like that. Anyhow, it was a beautiful Friday afternoon. Um, Two days past my due date, I was forty plus two, um, and I had gone for a walk. I've been walking all week. trying to encourage the baby to, you know, get going. And uh, I went for a walk with my husband. Um, we, it was about a 20 minute walk. And I, for the first time was not out walking him. Cause usually he was like, even in pregnancy, you're out walking me. What's going on. <laughs> um, but I, we stopped at my in-laws house, um, because we were in the neighborhood and we thought, let's hang out, have some dinner. We're, you know, we're both feeling good. This baby clearly doesn't want to show up yet. Um, so we're hanging out, uh, it's about seven fifteen in the evening. And, um, all of a sudden we're chatting very casually in the living room. And I get this sense that, um, I have to use the bathroom, you know, <laughs> not thinking anything of it. So I, uh, I get up. And then I, I start moving towards the bathroom and I realize in my mind, something is not quite right. And I feel myself as if I'm going to basically pee myself. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, my in-laws are right there. My husband's right there. Like what is going on? Hurry up and make it to the bathroom. Um, so really two steps later, my water starts breaking and thankfully I had made it into the bathroom cause it wasn't a long walk and got on the toilet and I I shout to the living room, uh, I think my water broke. Um, my, my husband basically was in shock and my mother-in-law thankfully was there, knocked on the door. Uh, and I asked her, I said, is this my water breaking? She's like, I'm pretty sure it is. She's like, my water didn't break, but, uh, that, that looks like your water has broken. (laughs) So we shared a good laugh and, um, I, it was just nervous excitement, I guess. I, I called my doula and I was like, uh, so my water's broken. I'm sitting on the toilet at my in-law's house, like pants soaked, like you name it. Uh, what do I do? And she said, well, have contractions started? I said, I don't think so. 
She said, have yourself a nice dinner. You're going to need the energy. Um, and then get home and get some rest and let me know when you start feeling contractions. And I said, okay. So my husband got me a change of clothes. I took a shower. My father-in-law went and grabbed us some dinner. Um, and we ate and we laughed because my water had just broken at my in-law's house. And (laughs) I was sitting there. My husband thankfully brought me back some depends because a friend, a friend very kindly suggested that I purchase them for my hospital stay. Um, she liked them better than the mesh underwear. So thank God for her because I had a box of like 35 depends at home. And my husband's like, are these the things you need? I was like, yes, honey, thank you. Um, went through three of them while sitting at my in-laws, which was pretty funny. Cause you know, the water keeps flowing yeah. after it, after it breaks. Um, but so that's a night to remember. Um, fast forward a few hours, I went home, wanted to jump into bed to rest. Um, wasn't really sure what, uh, pregnancy contractions were like. Um, a friend had told me it was like period cramps on steroids. And I have to say that is a fair description. Um, I labored at home for as long as I could, uh, using all of the tips and tricks from my doula, from PYC, uh, cat cow, the birthing ball. Um, I was, I found myself on the couch, like leaning forward and my poor cats, I have two cats. They would look at me like I was like, something was wrong with me. And like, <laughs> I, I guess, cause I was, you know, making some noises through the, the contractions. And, um, all the while my husband was sleeping. <laughs> uh, yeah, I tried not to wake him cause I figured at least one of us should be rested. Right. Um, he did wake up and check on me. I, I don't want to make it sound like he was just fast asleep, not, not worried about his, uh, wife and labor, but, um, he slept, I labored. Um, and then I, um, as I labored at home again, cat cow and all those things, I ended up, um, someone told me the shower was always a nice, mm-hmm. nice thing. Um, I heard that, you know, from a variety of people, but someone firsthand was like, Oh, I jumped in the shower and I felt great. I said, okay, let me try that. So I did that found a good amount of relief there. Um, called, checked in with my doula around midnight. Um, she was willing to come over. I said, no, 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 I, I can do this. You know, I, let me, you know, I don't think they're that close together, the contractions. I'm not really sure. Um, turns out I was a little confused because, and maybe, it, uh, I don't know. Um, it just felt like one long contraction. And I was like, I, it's just constant. I don't know. How do people get breaks? Like, I just don't get it. So I was working through that and, um, and it, it, you know, doing what I could breathing, really focusing on my breath, letting that hot water, you know, touch my back and, and make me feel better. Um, and then it was finally three 30 in the morning. And I said, I don't know that I can do this anymore. Um, I think I, I don't know how I woke my husband up, the poor guy, but he, um, I was basically like probably pulling him out of bed. He was like, I'm going to just quick jump in the shower. Cause he had, he had to wake up. And, uh, <laughs> I said to him, you are taking the longest shower of your whole entire life. He was probably in there for 30 seconds. <laughs> um, and, uh, I said, get the bags, let's get going. Like this baby's going to come out in the car. Like I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know. You better move quickly. So he did, we got out of the car, we got out of the house, excuse me. 
made it to the hospital around 4.15. Um, and our doula ended up meeting us at the hospital because um, contractions were closer together. Um, the midwives, I had called them at 3.30. I felt really bad because it was 3.30 in the morning, and I'm thinking, like, I feel bad doing this to people. Like, of course no, no, the baby no, no. comes in the middle of when, the night. Yes. As a doula, <laughs> when I would wake up in the morning still in bed, I'd be like, oh, what happened? I should be out. Of- yeah. So uh, totally normal. I, you know, I know. And, and my doula Renee was like, no, it's totally fine. But in my own head, I was like, no, I can do this. I, I don't have to let me not wake people, you know, my, my husband, but then I abused him. So I don't know. It probably would have been better if I woke him up sooner um, he would have, I would have spared him some abuse in the middle of the night, but anyway, he's a trooper. So, uh, we get to the hospital. I decide, you know what? The shower was nice. They asked me if I wanted a room with a tub and I said, sure, why not? Let's do this. Uh, waited a little while, labored in the hallway. That was kind of interesting. Cause you know, going through contractions, what helped me the most was closing my eyes and breathing again, focusing really on my breath. Um, the different count breaths that, um, that you showed us in class really helped. Um, and then we finally made it to the room. I had to be monitored, which I didn't realize. I knew it because I had read about it. I had, you know, talked to the doula saying, you know, even though you want an unmedicated birth, you still in a hospital setting have to be monitored for at least 20 minutes to make sure you and baby are okay. It was legit the longest 20 minutes of my entire life. Um, I was standing up, they, they hooked me all up. Um, and, everything was fine. I was fine. The baby was fine. Um, a resident came in and checked me because the midwife that was on, um, that night was taking care of another birth. So she would be in shortly. Um, I was about between, they told me between four and six, which I think four and six centimeters are pretty different, but anyway, I took it and I was like, okay, that's fine. Um, by the time the midwife came, cause I just wanted to get in the tub. Um, she looked at something on my, I think it was either mine or the baby's heart rate. There was like a little blip and, um, the nurse wouldn't let me get in the tub until the midwife said it was okay after checking it out. So she checked it out. She said it was totally fine. And it was, we, I felt fine. The baby's heart rate was, was fine the entire time. We jumped in the tub. I labored. Um, I guess I don't even know what time it was at that point, but I labored in the tub I was on all fours. I um, used that really cool, uh, is it a rebozo? Mm-hmm. I don't know what that's the, yeah, I used one of those. Um, just really listened to my body. Um, and my husband was there. He was super supportive, um, holding my hand, um, rubbing my back, uh, anything that I needed. Um, same with the doula. Uh, Renee, she was fantastic. I, at some points I didn't really know what I needed. Um, but the water in the tub really helped. Um, so shortly thereafter, I looked at Renee and, um, I got that feeling that you, I guess that you, that I don't want to say this, it sounds terrible, but that you have to poop, right? That's the the baby's pressing on the rectum. Yeah. 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 So I was getting that feeling and she was encouraging me. Okay. Well, bear down, push like, let's, yeah, let's do this. This is great. If you want to get out of the tub, we can get out of the tub. But if you want to have the baby in the tub, great. 
Um, I was trying to push. Nothing was really happening. Um, so at one point they said, why don't, why don't you try and use the bathroom? You haven't, I don't think you've gone to the bathroom in a while and it's been a couple hours. Okay, sure. So I get out of the tub. I sit on the toilet. Contractions feel much stronger out of the water, I must say. Um, and being on the toilet, I was like, this is not the, no, I can't do this. Um, I feel like I have to poop. And so they were like, all right, well then get off the toilet. Cause we don't want that to happen. Uh, like the baby to come out while you're sitting on the toilet. Um, so I go over to the hospital bed. I jump up on, onto the hospital bed and, um, oh, actually I skipped a part in the tub before I got out my midwife checked me and I was nine and a half centimeters. Oh, wow. So that was amazing. Yes. Um, it didn't feel like very long after cause what was four fifteen? Yeah. Baby was born at nine forty five. So yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't too long after that that I was nine and a half centimeters. So that's when they said, Oh, get out, use the bathroom, whatever we get, we get to the table. I jump on all fours because I didn't want to be on my back. Um, I'm trying to push them on all fours. That wasn't really working. We did sideline. I did a really nice push. And um, at that point, it was time to switch uh, shifts for the midwives. So the new midwife comes in, and I had met her before. Um, and she's kind of just observing. She said hello, you know. Um, and she's just watching things go. And I'm just pushing. I'm kind of in my own head now, because I'm like, why isn't anything like, I feel like I need to push. Um, and like, I feel like this baby's coming, but for some reason, nothing's happening. Um, so the midwife, as she's watching kind of says, do you mind if I check you? And I was like, I mean, yeah, sure. And she was telling, telling me that perhaps the baby's head could have been maybe chin down or off to the side or some kind of like, yeah, exactly. And so not, not that it was anything to worry about, but I was like, okay, sure. That's pretty uncomfortable. Um, if I do say so myself, um, I didn't even know what to expect. Cause obviously you, you get checked when you go to the gynecologist for annual visits and whatnot, but woo, this was a, a horse of a different color. <laughs> um, so she checked me. The look on her face should have probably told me, um, you know, that something is up. <laughs> what was coming? Yeah, but um, I didn't think anything of it. Um, she quickly said, "I don't. I'm gonna get the OB and have him come in and give you a check." And I was like, "Okay, no problem. Uh, it's a party. Sure. Come on in. Yeah, yeah. Have everybody come. That's fine. As long as we get, you know, get this going. I'm cool with it." My husband kind of, you know, was just sitting there, very supportive, and uh, our doula as well. So the OB comes in, and I swear he was, like, up to his elbow inside of my body. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I get, like, ow, like, hello. I'm, I'm contracting. This is terrible. And he uh, he he looked at us. He, he said, where's your ultrasound? We hadn't done an ultrasound, so... Um, he orders an ultrasound. And the next thing he said to me was, uh, did you know your baby was breech? And I, 
I literally Tom, Renee and myself looked at each other and we all probably said in unison, like, uh, what? (laughs) And he said, yeah, uh, your baby's breech. And I was like, okay. He's like, yeah, we're, we're going to roll you in for a C-section. And I was like, excuse me. He's like, yeah, you're 10 centimeters dilated. You've labored all night and your son is breached. So he's not coming out this way. <laughs> and how I, far out was he? Cause you had been pushing. Uh, he, uh, he was, I, I mean, they didn't exactly tell me like, was um, his tushy, but, when they were doing a, a cervical, you can like <laughs> the head and butt is about the same circumference, but you can mm. see like the butt crack. Like you can feel it. Yeah. I, you know what? They never ended up telling me what it was that they felt. I thought it was like a foot or a toe or something. Um, uh, or maybe, you know, his private parts is my other guess. was my other guess. Cause like I said, the look on my midwife's face was like, this is not a head, but I didn't know that until, you know, a few moments later. I wouldn't have, I'm curious. Yeah. I'm so curious. Okay. Yeah. I may, I may call them after this and be like, hey, remember that day? Uh, can you tell yes, me I'm what sure you felt? Yes, I'm sure they do. I'm sure they <laughs> <laughs> Well, we were the talk of the hospital that night, um, I have to say, or the next day, rather, um, which was pretty funny. Um, now, looking back, it's funny. But so, so our darling son was breech. And I, yeah. Our son was breech and the doctor, all the things just started happening. It was kind of chaos. I looked at my husband. I looked at my doula. I looked at the midwife who I thought my husband was going to tackle because it wasn't the news that he wanted to hear or certainly anything that I wanted to hear. Um, But I think he was more shocked than I was, to be honest with you. Um, uh, uh, So we were preparing for a cesarean at that point. Um, They grabbed all the things to do blood work. They had to hook me up to an IV because I hadn't had an epidural. Um, they had to give me something to slow down my contractions, which I was like, yes, I'm still contracting and, uh, trying not to push this baby out at this point because he's not coming out this way. So, uh, shocking to say the least. Um, but I was surprisingly calm. I, I think I was, it was like an out of body experience. It was kind of like, you're about to have major surgery. And I was like, oh, okay. Alrighty then. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, and they, the anesthesiologist came. Um, I met him. He was super wonderful. I was laying sidelining at this point and, uh, still contracting. And I had said, um, they slowed down from whatever medication they had given me. And, um, I asked him, I said, can, is there any possibility you can give me this epidural or rather this spinal block sidelining? Because I don't know that I can get up and like hunch over. He said, yeah, I'll see what I can do. So when they rolled me in, um, there was an angel of a nurse who, had been there throughout the whole birthing or laboring experience rather in the tub. She saw me in the tub. She, um, was preparing all the things for when the baby came out. Um, and then she was still, still there with me, uh, when it was time to have a cesarean. She's the one who gave me my IV. She was talking me through all these things. 
Um, and I remember looking at her and, and just, I was like trembling at that point. And I said, this, this spinal block really scares me. And she said, don't, don't be afraid. I'm here. She said, you just labored for however many hours and almost pushed a baby out, um, without an epidural. This is the least of your worries. <laughs> and I, I, that kind of, uh, put me at rest a bit. Um, so she said, I'm going to hold you. I'm going to be here. Don't worry. And, uh, she did just that. Um, the anesthesiologist said, you know, you're going to feel a pinch. He was able to do it sideline for me, um, which was wonderful. Yeah. I don't know and, how, um, how you had to stop. Like I'm thinking about you were already pushing. So maybe yeah. had to be relatively far down and then to mm-hmm. sit, that would have been, mm-hmm. I'm so glad that, okay, good. Yeah. Well, I was nervous. I was, cause usually they, they make you sit up and make yeah. you like hunch over and crouch yeah. over like a pillow or something. And I, I looked, looked at him and was like, this, that is not happening. Um, and he was very receptive and yeah. super, super, super wonderful. Um, so as fearful as I was of an epidural, um, that spinal block could not have been any better. Um, it was, he was fantastic. Um, he really was a fantastic, uh, anesthesiologist and I'm very grateful for him. Um, once that was done, I, it was very light in, in the OR. I I was, you know, everyone's cracking jokes and I, I was like, and I was afraid of tearing, you know, um, here I am rolling, being rolled into, into major surgery. Right. Um, and the OB was great. He talked me through everything. Uh, he even at one point had said, listen, I've delivered breech babies before. Um, I'm familiar with that. And he said, but this is not a situation in which I think it's safe to do that. And we had a conversation and he said, you know, cesarean is the best. Obviously, this was pre-rolling me into to this, the OR, but um, that also made me feel better because I, I looked at him and I said, you have to do what you have to do. Like, let's get this baby here safely. Did he and, say why um, this particular time wasn't again? I'm not, I'm not second guessing. I'm just curious what indications there were. I think I, it must've been his position. Oh, um, yeah. he didn't, he didn't specify, but he did pause and in the midst of the chaos, he did pause. And I, I commend him for this. He paused. He said, you know, he introduced himself again. He said, I'm sorry I came in here kind of like guns blazing before. Um, But we were all taken by surprise, I think, because everyone kind of thought, oh, this baby's coming any minute now. You know, easy peasy. We're good. We're we're there. We're at the finish line to then have the OB come in. And and he was kind of shocked, too, when they told him, oh, she's 10 centimeters. She's been laboring for this long. She just pushed for a while. Like, can you just check her? Um, so he's like, I, you know, I was kind of taken back by this as well. So, um, it's just the safest to, to get, to get him out that way. Mm-hmm. Cause ultimately what he said was his, uh, shoulders could get stuck mm-hmm. and then, you know, it, it could be fatal for, for yeah. him or yeah. for myself. And I don't know if I told you this, my son was nine pounds, five ounces. That I do remember. Um, yeah. So, um, that probably added to it, his size as well. Yeah. Um, trying to continue with the breach, uh, vaginal birth. So was he the doctor that did the surgery? He was Is... the doctor that did the surgery. That's yep. nice. So you had a little rapport at that point. 
Yes, absolutely. He ended up telling my husband that I, his wife was beautiful inside and out because <laughs> my, my intestines were out on the table and he offered my husband a look. Um, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And being that he's a medical professional, he, you know, he's done the cadaver thing and uh, Did he, look? he was like, he, he was like, I'm good. I'm good. Doc. I'm, I'm going to stay up North, you know? Um, but the one thing I will say about the experience was, um, we were given choices. Um, for instance, the biggest thing for me was I want skin to skin with the baby and I want delayed cord clamping. And I, I immediately had, when I thought cesarean, I was like, Oh my gosh, you know, how are we going to do this? But I remember reading and learning that it was possible. Mm-hmm. So I mentioned those things and they happened. Um, the cord was delayed to, um, as long as it could. I think it was about 30 seconds to a minute, something like that. As long as cesarean birth allowed for, um, my husband was able to do skin to skin with the baby right away. Um, there were three pediatricians checking the baby out, I guess, because the other thing was we didn't know how long he had been breached. So oh. then you have to contend with hip dysplasia and yeah. all that stuff for the baby. Um, but I say that because on Wednesday I was at the, my last midwife appointment and they told me he was head down. So I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to say. Um, so I think that's why my husband was so upset. And I, I mentioned my husband was going to tackle the, the uh, midwife. Um, I probably shouldn't say that. Right. But he his his feelings were simply that, you know, he was looking for someone to. Um, to be, I guess, culpable, if you will, for him having been breached. But at the end of the day, it's it, it's no one's fault. You know, it's. It, it was what happened. My body just, I don't know. He was breached and we didn't know it. And it is what it is. How did you, first of all, thank you for sharing this. And and as I had said, you would show up in class be like, yeah, I'm in a lot of pain, but still smiling. And I see that, (laughs) I see that same optimism through your story. And I, I, Thank you for sharing that with your with your positive spin. How have you processed the experience? Because there's a lot there. You know, you were, you got yourself the really the hardest. Like you got you had an unmedicated birth up to a point of like ten centimeters and pushing, and then mm. to have the rug pulled out from under you. How are you processing all of that? It's been kind of a roller coaster. The hardest, um, was actually the first or second night in the hospital had a, I woke up in the middle of the night with a terrible dream. I remember the nurse having come in and that's why I woke up, um, to check my vitals. And, um, I woke up like sweating and I said to her, is this normal? And she's like, what, what happened? I said, I had a dream that, um, the baby was crying and I couldn't get to him. It was like, my body was frozen. Like I, like I just couldn't physically move, but I heard him, heard him crying and he needed me. And I think that was my mind playing, playing tricks on me at the end of the day, because with a cesarean birth, it's a surgery and I had a hard time. I don't, I don't know that I had gotten out of bed yet. So it might've been the first, that first night. Um, so that I think was step one, um, and she said, you know, yes, that's totally normal. Are you okay? Um, I said, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just like emotional because that to not be able to get 
to my baby. Like I, obviously I woke up, I turned and there he was sleeping peacefully in the bassinet. So he was fine. I was fine. But in my mind, I was like, Oh my gosh, is this what it's going to be like? Um, so that was a little scary, but, um, since then I, I actually woke up that, that day and I had told my husband about that dream and he just hugged me and, and I cried a little and I said, you know, what if, what if I can't help him? You know, what if like, I can't get to him? What if I can't hold him? What if I, you know, I can't be the mom that I'm supposed to be to him and want to be to him. And he said, you know, it's okay. I'm here. We're here. You have support. You're going to heal. It's going to be okay. Um, as much as I was okay in the moment being told, like you're having a cesarean now after obviously not wanting one, um, emotionally afterwards, it was kind of tough. It was definitely kind of tough. And I think talking about it and just, I'm okay, but not trying to be, you know, super strong and letting myself be vulnerable Mm -hmm. and, um, feeling all the feelings rather than trying to just push them down was, has been, has been the best way to, um, process it, if you will. I think that's great Uh that you're doing that. And when we do teacher training, we talk to our teachers about when they have someone that comes back after their birth and it might have not again how often does it go exactly but you know when things really do take a turn that one wasn't expecting the worst thing you can say is oh well you and baby are okay that's all that matters when we know like your experience and the impression it leaves on your mind and body and heart really matters it really matters Mm -hmm. which is why i wanted to just check in about the after side i mean yeah your story is is really interesting but it's the it sounds so interesting how you, in the moment, you're like, okay, yep, we're doing this. We're doing it. We're shifting gears. And then after processing it, but I'd also like to just point out when you're saying, how am I going to be able to be the best mom I can? I feel like you already demonstrated that by being so capable and present in, okay, we got to shift. This is what's right for my baby. You got it. Okay. Like that is that is stepping up as, as the mama bear. You're there. You. you did it. That's thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Absolutely. So as time's going on, has there been other things that you've worked through where you feel like now you're kind of on the mend? Well, um, physically was hard as well. I would say, um, the first two weeks, definitely by far the hardest. I feel so much better now. Um, we're in our seventh week at this point and, um, I couldn't stand up straight. Um, uh, my husband's a physical therapist. I think I had mentioned that to you. Yes. Cause I was so um, jealous. In class. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Well, I told you if I, I said something hurt cause I did whatever. He's like, well, don't do that. You know, <laughs> um, <laughs> Nick's like, no honey, massage it please. But, um, he's, he's great. I shouldn't say that, but anyhow, he, he's been very supportive because I, he's encouraging me, you know, stand up straight. Um, we're going to work on scar molds. He sent me, um, he did, he actually printed out an exercise program for me, uh, like he does for his patients, which I thought was so sweet. Um, just very easy, mild things. Um, granted he's not a, a PT that works with pregnant women, but he does know the, the body and he does understand, um, post-op care and, um, you know, even scar mobilizations and stuff like that. So he's been very good about 
encouraging me to look at the scar and uh, look at the incision and, and, and not be afraid to touch it and, um, to move and to do the things that are going to be best for me physically, which in turn helps me emotionally and mentally, um, kind of recover, if you will. Um, because I, I did have a fear of, of looking at it, touching it. Um, also just letting go of control and letting people help me. That's a hard thing for me because I am super independent and I can do everything myself. And, you know, when they tell you, you can't lift anything heavier than the baby, especially after a cesarean, I was like, what do you mean? Like, I, <laughs> this is terrible. You know, and then when you do try and get up or do try and do something and you get that cringing pain and you're just like, wow, I really am like, uh, I don't know, just I, I, something major happened, you know, and I'm, I'm healing from it. Um, really makes you, that was, it makes you face that. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Uh, I think I broke down once. I think my mom was here. And, uh, I forget what, I think I had just nursed the baby and I was trying to get up and I was like deep sinking in the couch and I just got this burning pain in my incision and I just broke down. I was like, how much longer is this going to be the case? And my mom and my husband were both like for a couple of weeks more, but you're strong and you can do this and it's okay. And we're here to help. So kind of just letting go of that control and, uh, you know having, having those around you help me. Yeah, I think it was really important. Um, I'm not trying to do it all myself either. Did you give yourself the opportunity and maybe I'm overthinking this, but to grieve what you thought you're going to have and then it shifted? I don't know that I have. Um, and I say that just because I'm, I'm quote unquote mentally prepared myself, I think for the, for the chance of a cesarean birth Mm -hmm. and being okay with it through, through your classes, through other people's experiences that I heard in class, um, through things I read. But one thing is sort of preparing yourself mentally for that shift, which is why I think I, I was able to say, all right, let's do this. Come on. You know, we got this. But after the fact, I don't know. I don't know. I think I'll still be working through it. I think I'm, I'm going to start pelvic floor PT, um, soon. And, um, I think once I get into, they're going to do scar mobs and things like that. I'll probably face it a little more. And I'm not trying, and and maybe I'm, I don't want me to be presumptuous. Um, no, I'm glad that you're doing pelvic floor PT. I have to tell you a little smile crept across my face when you said that. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I know you're a fan. Actually, you know, I didn't know. I didn't, I wasn't so in tune with my pelvic floor before PYC. So thank you. I have you too. Uh, thanks for that for <laughs> sure. But I, you know, I just think that I feel great. I think I can't ask for a better um, postpartum recovery time, I guess, if you will. Um but I'm sure I'm, I'm still going to work through a few things, you know, like my body has changed. Now I have an incision. It's going to be summertime soon. You know, like when I thought I'd get back into yoga and ab workouts and all of the things and, you know, bounce right back, I think going to be a little bit of a longer road, but 
and now I have, you know, a battle wound to, uh, or it's not a battle wound, but you know, just, um, that mark, that's always a reminder of, of how things shifted and how it didn't exactly go the way I wanted it to, you know? Yeah. Um, but like all things, you know, this will pass and, um, the baby's healthy and he's wonderful. I can't ask for, you know, a better child. He truly is amazing. And as a first time mom, I, this experience has been life changing. They yeah. tell you that it's life changing, but until you go through it, you don't, you know, you're like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Whatever. But, like I got cats. You know. It's okay. I get it. <laughs> right. Like, you know, my, my poor cat had a major surgery once and I slept on the bathroom floor with him, you know, like I would do anything for my child, you know, if I did that for my cat. Um, <laughs> but it truly is. It's life changing, but I wouldn't change a thing. Um, I think it's made me stronger. Um, well, that's actually something that. I want to ask you about. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back. What have you learned about yourself through this experience? We'll be right back. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So this experience had its ups and downs. And I, I just commend you for being open to it. I call that playing in the mud when... Things can feel just a little unorganized and or a lot unorganized and mm-hmm. and rough and just messy and and I think that's actually a great place to sometimes be to work things out. So, what have you learned about yourself through this experience? I would say that I am much stronger than I ever gave myself credit for. Mm. Um, I tend to. I guess downplay that. Um, and even, you know, when someone compliments me, I'm like, ah, yeah, ah, whatever. No, you know, there's lots of people like that or, you know, whatever the case is, minimize whatever it is that they're, um, commending me on. But after this experience, I, I should appreciate my strength a little bit more. I mean, I've been through a bunch of different things in life and obstacles and hurdles and, and thankfully with God's grace and, a really strong support system have come out on top and battled through, you know, a number of different things. But, um, this has by far been my hardest experience ever. And I think that I am strong and I can proudly say that, you know, and, um, yeah. And, and I letting go of control cause I'm quite the controlling person. Um, is not easy, but it's necessary in, in many ways. Um, so this showed me that for sure. And to be okay with that. And I love that you owned your strong, because I, you're right. I feel like so many of us, we, for whatever, like we don't want, we're shy about commending ourselves. Like you, Mm -hmm. you are strong. You are really strong and it's (laughs) amazing to own that. 
Yay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. What is one tip or piece of advice you would like to offer new or expectant parents now that you're on the other side? I know how crazy, right? Um, well, I actually asked my husband that question this morning and he very quickly answered, which I was shocked. Um, he said, I would tell dads or any parents to learn how to swaddle so they don't feel helpless that first night in the hospital. And I just started cracking up because he was YouTubing how to swaddle a baby and asking all the nurses when they came in, like, hey, can you, I'm just changing his bed. Can you just swaddle him? Because, like, I can't. uh, But I have to say, he did wonderfully. So I would say learn to swaddle a baby. Practice on your doll, (laughs) your cat, whatever. Your cat. Um, Yeah. Like your cat's going to let you. Well, I guess your cat's not that different than, like, when they're squirmy (laughs) and older. Sure. (laughs) I, I might give it a try after after our chat. We'll see. Um, I'll let you know how that goes. But um, I think for me, most importantly, is um, find your voice and remember that you always have a choice no matter what card you're dealt, um, whether it be, you know, during your prenatal care, um, with the baby's care, um, and, it, you know, you're, you're not, you, just because someone says you have to do something doesn't necessarily mean you have to do that. You know, you have choices. And, um, if, if your road goes the, the opposite way that you were planning to go, um, just go with it and, uh, and know that everything will turn out the way it's meant to, especially if you vocalize and don't be shy about the things that you want and the things that you need to, you know, to be properly cared for. Oh, that's such good advice. I'm so happy that you shared this with me. I'm, I'm really honored because I know that you put like, you really, you're, you're private at the same time you're open and, and you really allowed yourself to be vulnerable and open to the community. So thank you for that. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me. And, um, Ultimately, I think that my experience being pregnant would not have been the same had I not found um, prenatal yoga center. So um, I've told many people about about you guys. Um, I told my doula, I said, listen, you know, a lot of pregnant people. So I recommend (laughs) it. Even if you don't do yoga, do it. Do prenatal yoga. It's amazing. And this community is fantastic. And uh, I'm hoping to jump into postnatal yoga soon. And um You'll notice a lot of familiar uh, faces we've had right now. We have this influx. We literally had like 30% of our class in the last month have their babies. And all of a sudden there's a big influx in postnatal and you're going to recognize a lot of the same people and it will be nice to reunite with the community. Yes. I'm so excited. And then at some point I'll cross the the bridge and uh, hopefully come in person. Yay. Well, I'm not back there for a bit, but, um, I'm still in New Jersey. You got me, you got me to try to be a little prouder of my Jersey roots. (laughs) You know know how shy I am about that. (laughs) I know. I know. It's okay. Us Jersey girls got to stick together, even though I know you're not like a full blown Jersey girl, but we welcome you. (laughs) (laughs) Honorary. Thank you. Well, I want to thank you so, so much for sharing. This has been an episode of Yoga Birth Babies, produced by Prenatal Yoga Center. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope. I'm Deb Flaschenberg. Thanks for listening. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. 
nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.